Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and what a special episode. Guys, we have hit episode number 50. Holy crap. Huge. I can't believe it's already been 50 episodes. That's insane to me. And we have a special one for you. We have Parak Fenn on the show, and he talks about having the mindset and the drive to get physically healthy and mentally healthy. And man, let me tell you, this guy knows his stuff and I would kill for a mindset like him. I guess anybody could have it, but man, it's, he's on a whole different level. I know you guys will enjoy this one. Enjoy episode number 50. Let's get going. So without further ado, guys, here's Parak. This week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking, TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking, TikToking. Fascinating interview. TikToking, TikToking. TikToking with Kevin Hughes. How are you, sir? I'm great, great. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well, and and you're calling from uh, Northern California, aren't you? Yes, Northern California to be exact, just uh, east of the Bay here, San Francisco. Okay, but you're originally from uh, somewhere else, right? Yeah, I'm originally from Cambodia, so I was born in Cambodia in 1979, and uh, we were, you know, grateful enough to uh, be able to, you know, be uh, given the opportunity to live as American citizens here. So what an honor. Yeah, that's amazing. So you moved here with your entire family or did you come over when you were a little bit older? Yeah. So when I was born 1979, it was during the killing fields of, uh, of Cambodia where there was, mm. uh, you know, a lot of war turmoil and just violence and death. And um, with the courageous acts of my father, who is uh, in heaven right now uh, he is one of my main sources of inspiration where he took you know everybody in our family on his shoulders and you know walked through uh you know landmine infested fields and you know uh challenges and adversities along the way and deaths and births and you know to have that single mind uh you know uh, in in set in his is his own head that he was going to make it and he brought us all the way uh to america so uh, i'm doing this for him kevin and so uh, you know, with him as my uh, guiding angel, I'm sure that uh, I'm not going to ever uh, give up on this one. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, that that's a hero for sure. I mean, that's like the ideal the ideal father figure that you want. You know, someone that will do anything that they can to make a better life for their family. So that that's amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, yes, yes, and you know, just a uh, real quick, just to elaborate on that. I mean, he's. Uh, taught me so many things. And as an immigrant growing up in the United States, we were faced with a lot of communication challenges. Um, I spoke, you know, Cambodian with them. And um, I went to school and spoke English. And I learned the American lifestyle uh, in the streets of uh, east side of San Jose with the gangs and, the, you know, the drugs and the prostitutes and the violence out there. And then to come home, you know, and to really understand my father's to know that he's a very kind and passionate person but you know he tried his best his very best and you know out of eight children four boys four girls i oh, mean wow. come on man we you know we're all healthy and happy right now we're all living in the states and 
just like my mission here today, Kevin, like, you know, none of his family members left with him. They were scared. They were in fear. And he said, you know what? No, I see something else. You see, his mind was already there. His body just hasn't gotten there yet. And that's one of the value that he has left me. He didn't leave, he didn't leave me monetary items. He didn't leave me material items. But he left something much, much more important to me, which are the values, the lessons, you know, the hard knock, you know, uh, gritty uh, examples of life on how to get through obstacles and challenges and, and to also just maintain a level of compassion and empathy and to, you know, really literally put your, yourself in the other person's shoes for a minute. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I've been working on in the past five, five and a half years here of my life. And uh, seven years ago, I, you know, retired from the Oakland Police Department, which is one of the toughest, I mean, police forces out there in the country, you know, yeah. uh, very violent per capita. And um, I had to come to a crossroads, Kevin, and you know, uh, figured out what I wanted with my life because it wasn't going the direction that I wanted. So uh, before we get into that, you know, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you and your team over there, Kevin, for allowing us this opportunity of, you know, coming out and uh, showing the world that we have been working on ourselves and we have been fortifying ourselves with walls, high walls to protect ourselves from uh, negativity. Because we know negativity is part of life, right? Because oh, yeah. there's no light without dark. There's no good without evil. Okay, so this is an entity that we must deal with. Okay, it's not successful, but it is part life. So thank you so much for allowing us to come on here on your platform. And, you know, we really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could tell you from the get go, I just happened to stumble across your live and I was just sitting there watching for a little bit and the energy and just the dedication that I could tell that you had in your voice and the passion in your eyes and you know, giving people the opportunity to ask you questions on, you know, how to get fit and how to accomplish certain things that they're going through, uh, in the health and fitness world. And, and I could just tell that you were someone that is truly passionate about what you do. And I was like, man, I got to talk to this guy because one, you look, you know, you know what you're doing. You could just tell by the look of you. I mean, you're a big guy, you know, you, you've got it down and the information that you could share with people and, and, uh, and you actually allow yourself to shell, share that information is so amazing because there's so many stingy people in the world, you know, they won't help others out. They are more worried about themselves than they are other people. And you are not doing that. And you're giving more by, providing a service with your business. And if you want to talk about that a little bit, let's get into that. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I want to uh, thank you for all your praises. You know, I, uh, it hits me right in the heart because it uh, really solidifies what my main mission is here uh, as I wake up every single day and God gives me a new breath um, is to serve, uh, you know, everybody who is alive right now and to let them know that, Hey, it's never too late to get started on your own journey. Okay. And to not to, you know, measure your chapter by, by, by looking at somebody else's chapter, okay? We have trials, tribulations, challenges throughout life to instruct us, not to injure us. And once we start to realize that this is the actual uh, recipe for success, then we start to move towards the obstacle because the obstacle is the way, you know? So um, I started to really look in, 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 in my internal forces, okay, Kevin, seven, seven years ago when I retired, yes, I, 
you know, I went just a little, uh, to go back a little bit further, you know, I was um, an immigrant growing up in Eastside San Jose in the 90s, okay? And mm -hmm. we were small. My brothers were small. We were all growing up, you know, we were little kids, eight, nine, ten years old. And uh, from the very get-go, I am the oldest out of four, uh, four boys, and I'm the oldest son out of my uh, entire family. So um, I have three older sisters and one baby sister. So I run... In the Asian family, I run the, the dynamic of the, of the way the family works. And so uh, growing up, I was more uh, relied upon in terms of work, hard work, okay? Because I remember at nine years old, my mom used to wake me up uh, at 4.30 in the morning before school to go pick cans in the alley to jump into the big uh, dumpsters. And uh, I remember vividly because uh, I was very frightened uh, to see gangsters hanging out on a carport, drinking beer, smoking weed, or doing drugs, and whis uh, whistling at my mom. You know, I was petrified as a kid. Sure. And so do we, do we had to do this as, 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 as we were growing up because we had no money. We were thrown in the ghettos, you know, on welfare. And, you know, my parents did the best they could. But, uh, you know, after that, right, it, it wasn't no rest at all. And then I I went to the farms. I was a migrant worker, Kevin. You know, we, my mom and dad took me to the farms every morning, bro, before school. Uh, and we picked cucumbers. We picked, uh, you know, beans. We picked strawberries. Anything that you could name. Apricots, pears, oranges, right? We picked them. And I have proof because my neck is black here. Because when I was working down there, my head would always be down. And my mom would tell me, wear a hat, wear a hat. But I was like, whatever, let me just get the work done. So from the very start, from the very get-go, I was faced with hard work and adversity already and challenge. Uh, and so right after when I turned 15 and a half, bro, as soon as I could have got that work uh, permit, I went and got the work permit. I got my first job. I was hired with the city of San Jose as, as extra help working in the youth services department. It was a dream job. Right? Oh, I worked wow. at a community center. Um, I, all my friends were all jealous of me, but I worked when people were playing, took kids to field trips, took kids to Yosemite every year, at-risk kids, like kids that were living in my neighborhood. Uh, and I was able to do this uh, and get paid for it. And so uh, I never stopped working until then, up until the age of 23, uh, where I said, you know what, or 22, where I said, you know what, I got to do something with my life here or else I'm going to fall victim to the same tragedies of these other guys. My friends were getting locked up. They were dying because they were in the gang violence. Uh, they had no direction. Nobody told, look, why do you think we have, and I understood this when I, when I went to the corporate world, like, why do you think they have evaluations for us every six months? Our jobs, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, are you asking me? Yeah, why do you why do you think Kevin? Why do you think we have evaluations? I think honestly, it's because when someone gets comfortable in a job, they tend to forget why they're there and how blessed they are to be there. So their work ethic and their progress starts to either increase or decrease depending on how much they love their job. Absolutely, and that's what we're. Uh, you know, really looking at because uh, we want to, you know, really cultivate a community, okay, that allows us to be positive all the time, okay, to appreciate life, okay, to have the gratitude, right? But we have evaluations because sometimes it's not easy to make confrontations. A human interaction is always hard enough already, okay? Yeah. Uh, one of the most hardest things that we can do is, is interact with each other, but it's the most rewarding. But to confront somebody, it's even more shy. I hate confrontations. Right. Okay, why? Because uh, I've, I, I've been in many confrontations with, with uh, you know, the police department. I was there for eight years, Chris. Okay, I went to the, the military. 
2003 to 2007, served in Operation Iraqi Freedom from 2005 to 2006, did my 12-month tour, sat on the field ready to go home that same day, all day, until the three-star general shows up and says, men, the President of the United States just decided to, uh, you know, extend you another 120 days in Baghdad. Okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, they extended us there. And then right after that, I went to the Oakland Police Department. You know, so hard work is there. But I'm saying we need to self-evaluate ourselves and be critical because what happens when we hang around with people that tell us only what we want to hear? We'll never grow. Right. Okay. We'll never grow. So oftentimes we hate to tell people that, you know, hey, maybe you should ought to try this. Something. We've been noticing this. And they, in the beginning, they're like, They'll be offensive, right? The ego steps in and say, no, what are you talking about? You know, I'm not fat. What are you, this is all muscle, right? But when you look deep down into it, we're really trying to help you out here. We're trying to suggest that, hey, maybe you're a little bit obese, okay? Maybe you're eating too much and you need to exercise a little bit more, yeah. right? Because we don't become aware. Nobody's telling us these things, you guys. We went, I went to 12 grades of school. Nobody taught me about nutrition. I went to 12 grades of school. Nobody taught me how to handle money. I went to 12 grades in school and nobody taught me how to do personal development. Cause so this is all new to me. And when I retired, Kevin, I fell into deep depression. I mean, I medically retired at 38. I had a family with three children, small children, okay? A mortgage, a wife who was still working uh, 40 hours a week. And so I had, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I'm, I gotta take care of all these kids. I'm lost, I don't have my identity, where do I go? Where do I go from here? So I fell into a two-year deep depression, deep, didn't go nowhere. Uh, and I've, I, I feel that that phase was my um, re, re, recreation field. I was recreating myself. Mm -hmm. And hindsight 2020, looking back at it now, it was exactly that. Because, uh, you know, I've learned to take notes. I don't hold stuff in my mind for a filing cabinet anymore. We have to write stuff down because it's organized thinking. And it's helped me geometrically in my life, in which we'll talk about too, but uh, I fell into deep depression until one day I was still drinking, bro. Like, you know, the, the, the stress. I went to three, four murders a night, okay, in Oakland, all wow. right? I used to load up on this stuff, murders, kidnappings, rapes, uh, you know, stabbing, shooting, right? I used to respond to these things and have to uh, hit available and go to the next call, okay? So what happened was uh, I didn't take grasp of the level of, personal care that was needed to be able to sustain this type of lifestyle okay um i lacked the personal development i thought that that was it i i worked so hard for this job i was making half a million dollars a year you know and i had a gun and bags of power was there but you know sure. what i had no i had no uh gratitude i had no gratitude so what happened i started medicating with alcohol and drank too much and so finally i reached a crossroad and say you know what i can't there's too much. This post-traumatic stress has hit me. I need to get help. And so I got help, bro. And uh, 2015 was the year I finally made a decision to step down so that I could heal myself. Like, this was the hardest decision of my life. This was my dream job. I worked so hard for this. And, um, you know, I consoled it with God. I said, God, you know, I trust you. And um, that was it. And that 2017, mid-December, I remember in the living room floor, I sat down. Drunk as hell, still drunk, and I even registered myself to a 30-day rehab, okay, facility to try to help myself. Even still, I relapsed numerous times, Kevin, and I was lost. 38 years, I was lost. I said, what the hell's going on? And so I finally looked one day, had the self-realization like, 
If I don't change, nothing's going to change. Okay? If I don't make the changes myself, nothing's going to change. And I can blame the government. I can blame the taxes. I can blame the politicians. I can blame the way the weather is, the sunshine, the rain, everything that we got here. Mm -hmm. But what does that really do? Okay? So I started to look within myself and I dropped down to my knees. And I surrendered to God that day. Put my arms up, crossed my heart to die. And I'm getting chilled right here telling you guys a story here. Uh, but I said, God, please, I'm sorry for disrespecting you. Um, I know I failed. Please forgive me and show me the way. Show, the, show me the way, Your Honor. And the very next day, I kid you not, Kevin, he showed me to the gym. He showed me to the gym. And I was curious about it. So I said, the very next thought was like, okay, what, who do I want to become? What's the identity now? I was a cop. I was a soldier. Now who am I here? And that's the conflict within ourselves. We can't even figure out who we want to be at times. Yeah. Right? And through self-realization, okay, I kept showing up. I showed up when I was sick. I showed up when I was mad. I showed up when I was glad. I showed up when I was hungry. I showed up when I was full. The point of the matter is I showed up to the gym until I met my coach, okay, who's been coaching me for the last five and a half years now and has gotten me from zero to hero coupled with the education, coupled with uh, the experiences of my life now, I feel like I'm at a position that I can pull people, you know, like I'm in like, you know, chapter three or four, I can get people that's on chapter two. Come on here, let me show you where to, not to step on the landmines. And the group that we're trying to get here, okay, is the young teens, the young teenagers, the ones that are barely going to high school, the ones that are in high school, the ones that are coming out. We yeah. want to get that peer group and to catch them early. Because if I knew the information uh, back then, oh my God, we'd be on a totally different spot here, you know, because I went through three careers to find this stuff out. That I went to chase success, Kevin. I, I was always taught to go chase success, but I've learned that success is not something you go looking for, not searching for. Success is something you attract. We attract that by becoming attractive. And how do we become, we become attractive? By working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And my, my students would be like, well, how do I work on myself, coach? Well, sure, let's work on your handshake. Okay, let's start working on that. Most people uh, shake hands just like really soft and right, no posture. Okay, next, let's work on your smile. Okay, let's work on your nutrition. Let's work on your, uh, your literacy. Okay, so these are the things that we are trying to bring awareness to. Because I know for myself, from experience, I stopped reading at sixth grade. I stopped reading. I think the last book was like Fahrenheit 451. Okay, mm. but now I've realized it, bro. Like, I gave up all my old friends, the negative ones, right? Because they said, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. And so I said, you know what? The, man, I'm down on my luck over here. Nobody's knocking the door. Uh, I'm behind on a promise to myself. I'm behind to the promises to my family. I can't look at myself in the mirror, okay? Uh, the, the, the bill collectors are calling, okay? I'm past due on stuff. So where are the people that's supposed to love me at? Where are they at? Man, you, you should have heard the, the amount of crickets that showed up. Right. There were so many crickets. So I said, you know what? I got to reverse this mindset. And so I went to the library, Kevin. I went to the library and started to, to look for people who are successful, who are giants in, in the business right now, who are, who are heavyweights and who have positive lifestyles. Because my negative uh, career, you know, and what led me down there caused me to be who I was. And it wasn't a person that fit with my my, my, my ultimate true human, human existence, which is a compassionate, a loving, a kind, a respectful, a empathetic, a smart, an intelligent, you know, human being. 
you know? And I wasn't meant to do that, but I wanted it so bad. I remember the days that I prayed for it, Kevin. I said, man, I hope I get this job. It'd be so good, you know, so noble. You know, I'd be helping a lot of people out. But it wasn't really what I expected. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, that's why I'm trying to tell the, the young people, hey, try stuff. If you want to do it, give it a shot, you know? Make your own uh, experiments, you know, and use it for your life, you know? So uh, don't be a follower, be a student, okay? Be a student in life. Take what I say, take what you say, Kevin, or whatever we hear in the social media, okay? And ponder it, think about it. See if it's going to work for your life. If not, toss it out of the way, okay? If you read two books, right? So if you read two books and one says, if you follow these directions, then you're going to have the best shape of your life in 30 days, Okay, and then you drop that book and you read another book. It says, if you do these, th these same three things in 30 days, you're going to die. Now, they're two of the same books, right? But right. one has a different, you know, idea. So it's up to you to make the decision. You have to make the decision on your own and, and, and filter it through your mind and say, which one am I going to follow? Okay, that's all, all. Right? You can get a coach. You can get a fitness coach. It's cool, right? But those, those fitness coaches, some of them, right? I'm not, I'm not hating on the game, bro. I just want to commend everybody who's working hard out there. I know it's a tough climate. But we want to be able to take advice from somebody who's actually doing the work. Okay? Right. Now, these, some of these fitness coaches, they're going to give you the program. They're going to tell you, hey, do this, do this. But are they really doing the work? Right? To me, I'd rather get advice from somebody who's shredded, who's got six-pack abs, who's you know, doing the work. And I can see, wow, he's, he's got it going on. That's me personally. Okay? So... I started this, this company called FitSTEM, and it stands for Fitness System, mm -hmm. okay? One of the great books that I read was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Great, great book to get started, uh, and I picked this up accidentally, and it teaches about systems that at the very basic level, okay, our mind and our brain is looking for systems, sim uh, uh, similarities and ideas that they can connect with, okay? So... When we find a system inside our, our brain here from old resources and new information that are coming in, we get rewarded by a dopamine uh, shot of dopamine. And it rewards us. Tell okay, yeah, let's, let's get going. Let's do more of this activity. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, we want to be able to use that. You know, So fit STEM is like fitness system. Okay? It's a fitness system, just like financial system, just like a relationship system. It has to be a system, okay? Because... If, it's, if you're not involved with a system, then you're going to fall off track. You don't know where to pick up when you fall off track because you don't know what went wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the very basis of the name. I've been doing this for two years now in terms of social media. We've been, we started on YouTube. We have uh, you know, different pl uh, platforms out there like Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, and they're growing as well. Um, I have a team that is very, very intelligent and um, eager to help with this mission, okay? And our mission is to serve everyone alive right now, okay? To let them know that enough is enough, okay? We must take our life serious. Mm -hmm. Our life is serious, okay? We got to take action. It comes with the mindset first. We work on the mindset, okay? And then we start to build, okay, a, a strong mindset so that we can accomplish these goals because once the mind goes the body will flow okay any questions so far kevin yeah i was just going to revert back a little bit to um what you were saying as far as when you go to pick somebody out whether it be a coach or a trainer and you know in my 20s i was i was bodybuilding 
So I was very familiar with the training and the coaching. And one thing I always look for is I always wanted the trainer or the coach that had the body type that I was trying to achieve. And so going back to what you were saying, you know, like you want somebody that puts in the work, you want somebody that's shredded if that's what you're going for. Some people want just the lean look. Some people just want, you know, there's everybody wants something different, but Mm -hmm. you want to find someone that relates to what you're looking for because they know how to get the results. So you want to go to them because they can help you achieve those results. So I completely agree with that a hundred percent. And as far as, what you're doing with the system, I also agree with that 100% and getting in the mindset. But when someone comes to you and say they say like, okay, I really want to look this way. I don't, I don't know if I'm mentally ready, but I want it. How do you get them to get their mind in the right track? And, you know, that's a great question, Kevin. Uh, I appreciate you asking for the viewers out there. And uh, we talk a lot about this uh, with most of our clients because they're, you know, we specialize with beginners. Just like you're mm-hmm. saying, they they haven't done this for a very long time or uh, they've done it before and uh, are ready to pick up, you know, uh, or, or get to the next level. But mm-hmm. some of them, like you said, are like, man, I don't, I don't know if I should start or not. You know, um, I want to do it, but I'm kind of like worried. You know, what we tell them and what I usually really make it clear is that we want to make these reasons compelling, okay? Instead of thinking about losing weight, let's think about, you know, why you want to lose weight, okay? The compelling reason should be I want to lose weight and have a, uh, you know, a good-looking physique because I want to be able to walk without breathing hard, okay? I want to be able to live an extra 10 to 15 years of my life, okay? Okay? I want to be able to, to say that I'm proud to look at myself in the mirror and not hate myself. Okay. These are all forms of uh, intrinsic motivation. And that's what we're trying to get out of our clients and people out there. That these motivations are from the inside. Okay. Yeah. Are, 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 and, and they should be compelling enough to get you to say, you know what? That, yes. And not just lose five pounds. Come on. If we just say, man, I just want to lose five pounds. How compelling is that, Kevin? Right. Right. You'll quit, you'll quit right before you start because it's just five pounds, right. okay? But if you have compelling reasons like intrinsic ones uh, rather than uh, extrinsic, which is the one from the outside, oh, I'm doing it because my friends are going. Oh, I'm doing it because I want to post on social media. Okay, those things don't last very long. They're very short, okay? And they do give you that boost of dopamine inside your head. They give you that cheap dopamine, okay? Yeah. But in the long run, you're going to end up falling right back on your butt. So I encourage all my clients to give me three strong reasons. Initially, give me three strong uh, top fitness goals, your top three, and the reason why. Okay, and I want to make it clear, and I spend at least 15 minutes on my consultation talking about these goals. Why is it important for you? Because we have to get, you know, the uh, the promise. Because if the promise is clear, the price is easy to pay. Okay, the price will be easy to pay if the promise is clear, right? That's mm-hmm. we got to make sure that he knows what the promise is. Oh, the promise is, you know, ninety days from now you're gonna be a lot healthier. You're gonna drop maybe five to ten, uh, you know, percentages of body fat by cereal fat. Okay, you're not gonna go up and down the stairs breathing, huffing and puffing anymore. Okay, you're gonna be able to bend down and tie your shoes without any discomfort. Okay, all these are all beneficial 
okay? But we want to make sure that you see the promise so that the price the price is cheap, the price you'd be willing to pay for. And that's exactly how we handle it. And usually, you know, it takes care of it because, you know, it's an investment for you, you know? And, you know, we talk about it. And I am a pretty disciplined man because of my experience. Sure. Uh, and uh, I'm still practicing on my disciplines and I'm still a student, Kevin. Uh, I'm always going to be a student. But I've learned that we cannot wait to get motivated. Because if you wait for motivation to come by, knock on the door, pick you up, what if we wait all day? What if he doesn't show up, okay? If he doesn't show up, we're screwed. We're right down there because we're waiting on people. Now right. I'm asking people to be self-reliant. I want them to be self-motivated because if I, keep, if I keep coming back trying to pump them up, pump them up, pump them up, I mean, come on, man. All you're going to have is a pumped up, motivated idiot. You know, mm -hmm. we need somebody who just said, you know what, I want to do this because I want to take control of my life. Okay, I want to take control of it now. You can start to do that by meeting this moment, okay, with full power and presence in the here and the now. There's nothing that you can do in the past. It's over already. And that's what the mindset we start to build on our clients. The past is over. Don't waste your suffering on there. Okay, and don't worry about the future because it hasn't came yet. You, you yeah. might not even wake up in the morning. So yeah. what do we have today? We have the now, Kevin, and we focus on it now. What are you doing today? You can start small. Okay, start very small, okay, and lower down the standard. I'm going to tell my clients, oh, lower down your standard. You don't need to go to a gym and do like 90 hours of, you know, CrossFit and this and that. No, start small, okay, and build upon it, build upon it. Yeah, that, honestly, that's so crazy because your answer, it related to me so much. So growing up and when I got into bodybuilding, I've always been motivated and inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen the documentary Pumping Iron. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, Love that one. Yeah. He actually states in there that in order to get the mindset like he has, the first step is to ask yourself, why are you here? He's like, what are what are you trying to achieve? He's like, I don't even care if it's I want girls to look at me. I want it to get girls, you know, it, yeah. or if it's I just want to look good in the mirror like you. Yeah. You have to have something that you want and a goal to make you have that passion to get in there every day to reach that goal. Because if you have nothing, you're just like, oh, I just want to be here to be here. And you have no really uh, thought process of where you want to go with it. You're right. going to eventually give up. So, and that's the thing. That's, that's the paradox, right? The paradox is you don't know what to improve upon until you start improving. Okay. Right. You don't know what to work out on until you start working out. Okay? Right. You don't know what to write until you start writing. You don't know what to read until you start reading. So that's the paradox of it. And we uh, are serious about educating our folks out there that you must start for you to feel that good feeling. We cannot wait for this thing, this mysterious thing like motivation to come and stop by and pick us up. What we can right. do is start to work on our disciplines. Now, what we should start doing is working on the small disciplines. Okay, The very small disciplines that you can do You know, every single day that you're neglecting. We're all neglecting disciplines, and each discipline affects the other. You know, so if we can start working on the small disciplines daily, such as walking around a block. If you can't go around a block, let's go half a block. Let's do it daily, 30 minutes. And if we don't want to do it when we wake up, guess what? Our discipline tells us we got to do it now. And if we can stack up those little wins, stack up those little wins every day, we get shots of these, these real dopamine hits rewarding us, telling us, damn, that's great. You're breathing in this fresh air, okay? This beautiful abundant you know world here you guys everything is out there 
and we're locked up. And some people, look, think about it, Kevin. Some people wake up from their bed, okay? They do all their stuff at home. They go to work, not even realizing that their heel had touched the ground, okay? There's no awareness. There's no awareness no more because of the fast-paced societal demands that uh, the world dictates upon us, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's why I feel eternally grateful uh, to be able to have the position that I do as a retired police sergeant uh, and to uh, find out what my purpose was. And uh, this was created through curiosity, you know, a curiosity of like, hey, you know, if I want to become a bodybuilder, what does a bodybuilder do? Well, I read it up and said, bodybuilder, they work out. Well, I got to go to the gym to be a bodybuilder. Okay, now what mm -hmm. do I work out on? Oh, okay, the bodybuilder eats too. What, what specific food do they eat? When do they eat? How much do they eat? And so you got to start being curious. And then when you're curious, your mind, it's a trip. You take a lot of, uh, you know, pressure off of your uh, front, uh, frontal lobe, okay? Your mm -hmm. frontal lobe right here. And, you know, it's amazing because when you take that pressure off, you're allowed to feel all of these emotions, right? And, and, right. and these feelings that come with curiosity. And your mind starts looking for this. Okay, starts looking for these things to help validate what you're trying to do. So in my case, I found all the right answers. I said, okay, that's what you eat. Oh, I need a coach. Then the coach popped up. Oh, shoot. I, oh, I got to get, I gotta get more knowledge. So I took the, the NASM, the National Academy of Sports and Medicine test. Oh, I got to get certified. Okay, that came. You know, so slowly, what did my curiosity turn into? It turned into my passion. Yep. My passion is working out, and I found it. Look, I tried to become a soldier. didn't work out. Tried to become a police officer. didn't work out. Tried to work in the city of San Jose with a bunch of corporate places. didn't work out. Finally, took me to step down from the, my dream job, what I thought it was, to be able to slow myself down and say, look, what do I really want that's going to make me happy? Oh, shit, I've always wanted to be on stage. I've always wanted to lift weights. i always wanted to look good. Yeah. Right? So that caused me to spike some curiosity. That's a new identity. And I tell my people, like, who do you want to become? Some people don't even know what they want. Think about that. I am asking you to be clear. Get a pen and paper down. Write down what you want. Okay? A fuzzy future gives you nowhere. Okay? Right. You, need to, you need to have that thing in clear and concise mode written down on paper. And when you have that, oh, my God, you would not believe how much should happen in such a small amount of time. I mean, the universe, all of it, all of the universe conspires to help you reach your goal. And what you see here, Kevin, is five and a half years of hard work. I mean, granted, I put in the hard work, okay? We put, my wife and I, we said, you know what? Enough is enough. And my wife has been along the whole way supporting me. And she still had a full-time job. And we woke up when we first started, uh, Kevin, our kids were small, okay? We snuck out at three in the morning to go to the gym in town, okay, while they were sleeping so we can make it back and by seven to get them ready to go to school, at least the, the older two, so we can get our workout done. And then the rest of the day, we ate our meals. Okay, we followed the plan. We followed the system, you know, and together we were able to get our tribe stronger. And now we are opening up our, our hearts and our home and our journey to ensure that you guys have the information that it takes to get stronger, to get better, to get wiser, okay, to have self-control, to be self-reliant, to not wait on people to come tap on your shoulder to get going. Say, you know what, I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to resolve to do it until... Until what you say? Well, until is a magic word. Until means that you'll never give up. You have yeah. the resolve to say, I'll do it or I'll die. That's me right there. I'm going to help as many people as I can. And just like Dale uh, 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 Nightingale said, right? He spent, they, 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 
after he passed away to look in his desk, okay, he wrote the, uh, the uh, couple of books. One of them were uh, How to Influence People. Uh, but he, they said that they found uh, his journal inside his uh, desk drawer. And one of the pages said, you know, and he made millions of dollars back in the 1920s, 30s on personal development, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, it read like this. He said, one of his lifelong goals is to spend the first half of his life making as much money as he can. And he did. He made up to the millions. And he wanted to spend the second half of his life giving it all away. And he did exactly that. You know, that right there. That is something that I wanted uh, to 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 really value, and and I'm 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 in my prime right now at 42, and I hope I'm not too late, but I'm still fighting every single day, Kevin. I'm gonna try to help as many people as I can along the way, uh, and feed them positivity and give them compassion and just say, hey, you know what, bro? If I can do it, so can you. How can I help you with? We need to push each other up more, man. I'm tired of people, you know, smashing each other and bullying because. I, I saw the other side. I dealt with so many crazy characters from the softest and nicest person in East Oakland to the meanest and craziest, uh, you know, uh, killer, okay, in West Oakland, all right, from, from across all families. I mean, I've seen the negative. I went to war. I've seen these kids cry. I smelled death, and I choose not to delve in it anymore. I gave it. I released it. I blocked all my house over here. And build up walls around us, fortifying us from negativity. We don't want that no more. And so yeah. we know that life is part negative. We understand that. But we have protected ourselves and say, you know what? That doesn't hurt us anymore. We're not going that way. And in fact, when you throw us a haymaker or a sucker punch, we know that it is not because of us. It is a direct reflection of how they're feeling in their inside forces. Okay? So that's why we say we, we, we accept you too. We want you to come in. And as they're throwing haymakers at us and we're giving this positivity, guess what? It's contagious. They say, oh, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. Because most of the time they're kids anyways and they're scrolling. That's why we want to, you know, I have a teenager myself and she's 14, about to go to high school. And, you know, they communicate through DMs nowadays, these kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they got that on the palm of their hand. So if we can be a part of a fight for the positive, a fight for the good, we want to be a part of that. Okay. We yeah. want to be a part of that because this community that we live here is such a great community. Uh, all the kids are amazed by me and they're, you know, uh, saying that they look up to me and all this stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, this dream is happening, Kevin. It's happening yeah. before my eyes and everybody else is get to see who I really am, uh, who my, my, my original nature is, who we all are. And, and, and that should be full of love, full of love and compassion and just want to help and, and be at peace. That's all, you know? Yeah. Well, when you were a police officer, how was your physical appearance then compared to what it is now, were you familiar with the gym? I had always been an active, active person. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, one of the, uh, you know, um, advantages that I had growing up was the fact that I was always athletic. Um, you know, I hated running, but I'll run. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that kind of thing. I could do push-ups, sit-ups. And, you know, I was blessed with great genetics from my father. I mean, if he, he was a kickboxer back in back at home and he used to fight for for food on the table. So he was very sh uh, fit. My mom's in pretty good shape as well. And again, there was eight of us in the family. So I, I like to think that I got the better portion of the genetics. <laughs> you know, I hope my brother is just not listening to me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're blessed with that genetics too. So, um, you know, that plays a whole a, a whole different ball game into it as well. Okay. And so do you do uh, remote coaching as well or is it strictly in person? Right now, we're opening up, um, you know, to remote uh, coaching. We do online. We actually um, 
offer a four-week course right now where uh, we get one-on-one, okay? You get to work with me, uh, and I meet with you every week for 20 to 30 minutes on a Zoom call so that we can check in what went wrong, what didn't, and closely monitor uh, the clients because this is the incubation page, right? It's like I have them in an incubator. I mean, I know how hard it is because, uh, you know, after you eat the first meal or the second meal, you're kind of like, okay, you're questioning yourself. Why am I freaking doing this? Yeah. Right. And then the next commercial comes on. You're like, oh, Burger King. Oh, dang. And then all this social media feed comes on and you're just like, your willpower is shot. So we work on that. We tell our clients, hey, having willpower is like having a, a bank account. We all have it. But nobody yeah. wants to write a check for it. Nobody wants to write a check for the willpower. Okay. In fact, we write from small checks, like $5 checks. We should be writing a grand check because we have all of the willpower in that bank. We got to go write that check and tap into it. It's all, it's all mental, mental. And that's why we work on a mindset. So we do remote. Uh, the personal one-on-one training is specifically for our community members. We're very passionate about making uh, contributions for our community to become stronger. So we coach the uh, youth that are growing up right now that are beginners. We also got couples because my wife and I do it together. And that's just proven to be just a phenomenal program. They, all our clients are just leaving with such big smiles and feeling good. And that's, that's the type of atmosphere that we want. And like you, I've had personal trainers as well. So, you know, we want to uh, emulate the people that we respect and that did good for us. But we also want to keep in mind the people that really neglected us while we paid them good money. And we don't want to treat the, the, you know, the people the same way. And so I guess what I'm trying to create here is a whole new revolution in training style, in coaching style, in uh, nutrition, in fitness, uh, because it's a lot of it is based on my experience, but then we are also backed up by science as well. So we do a combination of both uh, to educate our uh, clients. And that a lot of times it's the education part, you know, because when I first started, Kevin, nobody told me that there was different types of proteins, Okay. I didn't even know where to start. I was like, what What do you eat, man, to grow, right? That's yeah. the predominant question that's going on. How, what do you eat? What are you eating, right? But I didn't realize until my coach told me, hey, you've got to eat these specific meals uh, with lean protein, okay, four to five times a day uh, within the two and a half, three hour mark. I mean, I was like blown away. Really? I have to eat that much? Well, yeah, you have to eat that much because you're trying to build muscle. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, protein is you know, the mother all ingredient for, you know, proper photosynthesis and the uh, building blocks of, you know, m- our muscles, you know, so we must eat that every three hours. Uh, how much? That's what we get into in terms of the, your calorie uh, calculator. We have calorie calculator on our website, which is uh, fitstem.net. It's free of charge. I have a meal plan on there that's free that people can get started on. Use the calculator, uh, other resources that they can tap into. And we're, we're, we're still working on this thing. We know that this is the future, Kevin. You and I, what you see here in the camera, this is what's gonna happen here. So why aren't we more uh, inclined to do more of these, okay? Give information, because if you think about it, my opinion is that the, the, the public, the general public has a you know, huge amount of distrust in, in media now, okay? There's a, there's a complete distrust, because mm-hmm. rightfully so, man. We, you know, they, they called out CNN like, man, they're lying to us. They have mm-hmm. been lying to us. For the longest time. And once we start to become aware of this and shake away from that, you become a new person. You know, so what we do is we keep that in mind. We say, you know, we, we want to come from a place of authenticity, a place of genuinity, and to be transparent to each and every one of our 
uh, uh, followers and students and clients and say, hey, look, if we can do it, so can you. We have the blueprint here. There's no you know, easy, fast pill that you can take. I'm telling you, I tried to look. <laughs> I tried to look okay, everywhere, up and down the internet, freaking the ghettos. Okay, uh, you know, I try to look. The black market, no, don't go. You guys don't know what it's in there. Okay, I recommend going with a good, balanced diet, emphasizing whole foods. Okay, whole foods, like you buy at the store. You know, because where we grew up, there was only liquor stores, Kevin. All right, around the block, there was only liquor stores. They had Cheetos, potato chips, hot dogs, corn dogs, okay, soda. That's what the government fed us. Okay, yep. so... Uh, again, we, we, we really work on incubating and keeping our clients very close to us in terms of monitoring uh, their behavior during the week, okay? Where their uh, lowest impulses occur, okay? What time were they hungry at, okay? Maybe we can kind of alter the meal plan to adjust and maybe give you a little another snack there so that you don't want to cheat because there's healthier options. So we work with them uh, until they can show us that they're trusted and reliable, you know, and we can let them kind of go on on their own. Usually it takes up to three to four weeks which when, when the program ends. And our main goal is to be able to let them go uh, with education, knowing how to start the workout. Okay, what is cardio? Is it important? Okay, what are nutrients? How much do you eat? When do you eat? You know, things like that where uh, the normal individual does not know. Eh? Mm -hmm. I, I can be totally proof of that five and a half years ago. I did not know any of these things. And once I started to adhere to it, and really follow it, you know, and really say, you know what, I'm just going to trust the process. And my coach, who's been in the business for over 25 years, who have put uh, champions on stage, including himself, you know, has a huge resume. You know, I just say, you know what, I'm going to trust this guy. You know, and he, you know, he's a godsend too. He came at me for free. He's like, you know what, I'll teach you what to do, man. He's retired and everything, you know. And uh, I, that's why I know uh, the good Lord has me in his hands and he's putting me to the right direction because we're serving people. Okay, yeah. Kevin, you're serving people and your job is, you know, it's, it's very noble. And I commend you for doing this, you know, taking the time out of your life uh, to organize thoughts, okay, organize positivity in a way where your followers can be like, wow, thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for doing this for us. So yeah. I appreciate that, my man. Of course. And my mindset's pretty much where you were uh, four or five years ago. You know, I just turned 38 uh, in 2020. I blew out my knee, had reconstructive knee surgery, and I just have had no motivation. I've had the thought process, but no motivation to get myself back in there because I, 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 I guess there is no really no excuse. It's just more of I'm not going to be able to do what I used to do. You know, I don't look how mm -hmm. I used to look, and it, and it's right. depressing. It's really depressing. Yeah. And Absolutely. so, getting your mindset, I guess, is just. Some way, somehow, I just have to find the the desire to get my ass up in the morning because I, I, I really like working out in the morning before I go to work. That way I can, well, the kids are still in bed. I could go to work, have my workout done. I come home, and then it's family time. You know, I don't yes. have to worry about the, the workout stuff anymore. But I just need to find that that kick in the butt, you know, to get, get up and, and get to it again. And it's just, been, I've, I've really struggled. I, I've always been athletic myself, just like you. Um, I've always had the, the passion to be in the gym, but these last couple of years has just really taken a toll on my body and, and, uh, my mindset. So I'm just trying to find that place again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 
And, you know, we go through our valleys of depression. We go through our valleys of disappointment. And we go, you know, we go through our, uh, what we call the negative downpool in life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a part of life, okay? Because what happens to us is not the major determining factor of how our future turns out. Because right. what happens to us happens to everybody. Everybody loses job. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets divorced. Everybody files bankruptcy. Everybody has, you know, got punched in the face. So it's, it's, it's not about what happens to us. Now, the major determining factor of how, how our life turns out in the future is what we do about what happens to us. Okay? What we actually do. Now, the past is the past, Kevin. And this is what I tell my client. The past is we cannot, you know, uh, you know kind of swim in our past achievements. Okay? Right. We got to grab our, uh, you know, cojones, so to speak, or lack of a better word, right? And we need to uh, commit with ourselves. Okay, because lying to ourselves is one of the worst things that I could do. And I have done it. I've lied to myself so many times. And so we want to be able to come at least with ourselves, you know, to a place of authenticity so where you can be comfortable with yourself and accept yourself. And you say, you know what? I'm going to really give this thing a shot. You know, I know it's not going to be perfect. I know I'm going to go into this thing expecting challenge. That something's going to pull me. There's going to be a negative downpour in life. There's going to be distractions, but I'm ready for that, okay? And if it knocks me down, I'm going to get right back up. Yeah. I'm going to keep getting up until I get this thing right because I matter. I matter, okay? I am one in 400 trillion. Those are my odds of being alive here in this planet. And I matter. I must take myself seriously. And this is the compelling portion that I, I, I tell all my clients, you got, if, you, if you don't change, nothing's going to change, okay? Now, you can have more than you got because you can become better, better, better than you are. That's simple, but it's not easy. And this is, this is age-old information, okay? Yeah. This is all tested information, all right? So uh, Abraham Lincoln says it best. He says, life is, life is plastic, okay? You get to mold, shape, and reshape as many times as you want to. Until you reach your final destination, which is when you're dead. Okay? So as we go on with life, as we, you know, maneuver and navigate through all the hardships and adversities and challenges, what we really want to think about, okay, is what we are doing to get better in our own self-realization, in our own lives, in our own internal forces. Okay? How are we controlling our consciousness? Okay, so that our mind doesn't drift. Are we standing guard at the entrance of our mind from negativity and cutting those weeds of negativity so that it doesn't come and conquer our garden? This is a precious garden up here. We must use it. Yeah. Okay. And what happens if we allow the, uh, the weeds to grow? They grow all the way on up to our feet until we start chopping it down every single day. All right. Yeah. And it's work. It's work. Okay. And I'll say this, you know, at the end, before you ask any question, I'll say, most of the people that I run into, they don't want the cure, okay? They want the relief, right? They want the relief. They just want the Band-Aid on it. Oh, you know, I just want to lose five pounds and go here on this trip, blah, 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 right? And then when they come back, guess what happens? They end up doing double what they would do. Yes, exactly. And relapping and relapping and relapping. Because that happened to me, you know? So we just have to really consider that, okay? Yeah, one, one thing that... Uh... I was told by a coach once and I, I really looked up to him was a lot of his clients were always worried about the cost 
you know, like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive to go to the gym and have a coach or have a personal trainer. And the one thing he would always say is, you know, no matter what anybody ever tells you, the biggest investment you'll ever make in your life is, is yourself. And it needs to be yourself because, you know, yes, buying a house, yes, owning a car, having all that material stuff is no good to you if you're not here. Mm-hmm. So exactly. you live one, you live once and, and you need to really invest in yourself before you should invest in anything else. And, and I've always kept that in the back of my mind. And, um, now thinking about it, I'm like, what have I been doing the last couple of We're years? We're still like, here. No, yeah. this is the realization that everybody comes across. Now, when do we have to act on something? When? When the moment and the idea is fresh and hot, okay? Yeah. We cannot allow ourselves to wait because what happens from the time you have that inclination to do something until the time you do it? That space right there is called procrastination, right? right? The pra- procrastination is a mother, is, I mean, this is a thief of ambition now. We got to be really careful about that procrastination time. So when we feel hot, when the idea is hot, I'm going to start today. Okay, let's do something small. Let's go walk around the block now, breathe in some of that air. Let's feel our heel touch the ground. Okay, and maybe if I feel good enough, let me drink six uh, glasses of water that day. Because just by drinking water alone, all right, six glasses reduces our chance of having a heart attack by 41%. Yes, water does this for us. And we neglect it. Why? Because we're consumed by the sugary drinks out there that the media puts on every single day to try to kill us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So start small. Start with the idea that nothing's going to be perfect. But if you have clarity and if you say, this is your goal, start with a small goal. And and you have clarity on what you want to do every single day. Okay. That, That requires you to be a little bit more organized. Not that much in the beginning. Okay. Then... You start to see changes, right? Not big changes, but small changes, small shifts in your in, in your whole routine, your whole life, okay? But you have to really pay attention to notice these changes. And right. you start actually thinking about it. You say, oh, you know what? That was tough, but I'm really glad I did that, you know? I'm really glad I did that because most of the time when you have hard workouts, what happens? You're like, dang, that was hard, but I really, I really am glad I did it. I want to have that same experience, mm-hmm. you know? And so we have to build on these things. Okay, and the only way to do that is to start small. You cannot start expert level. You cannot start where we used to start back in the day when we were lifting like bodybuilding and you know young and stuff. We cannot do that. We have right. to start at our ability, our level of fitness. Okay, and work through the downhill that our life keeps pushing towards us because everything's going to come at us. Oh well, I got to do this now instead of work out. Oh sure, this came up. We'll see. That stuff happens to everybody. Now, you've got to make a priority on what you want with your life. Okay? You, you said it before. We, we, have mon- we have monetary things. We have material things. We have tangible items out there. But what good does it do? Right? Uh, rest in peace, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. You know? He had billions, billions of dollars. But he said on his last dying deathbed, he said he wished that he could hire somebody to go through the, the pain for him. Okay? It's really sad. Yeah. So having these examples of seeing these people okay, perish because of health conditions, and I'm not judging, I don't know what happened, right? But we look at it uh, to uh, you know, kind of uh, understand, we're not judging, we want to understand uh, you know, what the mind frame is, and he gave everything he got. Now, I can say this, we can give everything we got in whatever we want to do, but we need to pour into our cup first, make sure it's full, okay? 
Make sure we do our breathing techniques. Make sure we uh, take the time to stretch. Make sure to take the time to drink water. Make sure to take the time to walk around the block. Hey, maybe have a salad today, you know? Or maybe let's eat an apple. That will inspire us to read a book maybe, okay? Or read a, 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 you know, a play or something like that. Well, these things are important to us, yeah. okay? Because uh, I feel that what separates, uh, you know, the average Joe to a, you know, an alpha male is the ability to think, okay? Because not a lot of us think anymore, okay? It's harder to judge than think. That's why most people judge, yep. okay? If we can think, we're ahead, right? Ponder, think about these things, right? Number two is the ability to read and comprehend and understand the English language, okay? Be able to learn through literature, all right? And the last thing is to be able to write, you know what I'm saying? Be able to write, put your thoughts into uh, you know, a piece of paper and organize your thinking. Those three things will separate you from the Joe Schmo to the average, right? Because that's going to keep you growing, you know? Uh, and then you add, in, you add in fitness, man, that's a game changer. And that's why I want to tell all the young people out there who are listening, okay? Whether you're getting started or you're on the way or you're almost there, all right? To start small, okay? Get super ultra fit. Okay, spend time in the gym, learn how to do it, be a student, learn from everybody that you can. Okay, because this discipline is going to change and revolutionize your life. And it's going to be a building block to every other discipline that's going to make you successful in life. Okay, and I'm a case in point. I started off late, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop you guys. I'm not going to stop Kevin. Okay. Well, and you're a huge inspiration, man. And, and this has been so, so amazing and so informational and I'm so happy for you and everything you've accomplished and your family. And I think it's so cool that your wife has your back the whole entire time. And you guys, you know, that that's key. I mean, that's key to a relationship is if you guys can rely on each other, then mm-hmm. it's going to be stronger than ever. And I have a quick lightning round if you are okay with that. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So uh, what is your favorite movie and TV show? Uh, my favorite movie is probably going to have to be um, – Terminator, man, the first one. Okay. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the best scene is when, um, you know, he he, he, he takes the, the Harley, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, he takes okay. all the clothes. Yeah, at the bar. That's my favorite. Oh, oh yeah. Terminator yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminator 2, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I love yeah, that I love movie. Arnold. Yeah, I love Arnold. That's one of my all-time favorite movies and actually really got inspired for fitness through, through him, just like you, you know. Yep. Uh, my t- uh, favorite TV show is probably going to be um, MacGyver growing up. I don't know if you ever watched oh, MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, he really was intriguing to me because he would be able to turn in, you know, things into gadgets and make things work. And I guess that was my my science side of me that wanted to always be curious about that. But that was my all-time favorite show. The next one, second runner-up is, uh, uh, let me see, Knight Rider. Okay. With, with David Hasselhoff. Kit, oh, Kit, yeah. Uh, and I'm probably dating myself. I'm 42 years old, man. So man. Uh, those, were, those were the shows back then. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite place to take your wife out on a date? My favorite place to take my wife out on a date would be mm-hmm. a simple, uh, you know, place where we can usually go and be quiet and write in our journals. Uh, we have taken the time to, you know, give each other uh, the, you know, the dedication for each other. Cause there's so many things that goes on in our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And Hey, Kevin, is it perfect? I've been married for 20 years. Is it linear? Does it go straight like this? No, mm-hmm. 
okay? It's always up and down, right? And marriage is, you know, it's not just, you know, loving somebody and doing stuff that you're supposed to, right? It's, it's an experience. It's an experience. Love is a gift. Love is mysterious. We're not supposed to even know what this thing is. But we have to learn how to love. Right. Okay, we have to deal with the coexistence of each other. We have to live with each other, right? And so there comes with uh, a lot of pressure growing a family. I have three young kids, you know, and we, you know, we've hammered it down a little bit, the fundamentals where uh, the dynamics are a little bit better now. But we often found ourselves short when it came to uh, giving each other time. So the ideal date for me, and my wife knows this, man, after dinner or something like that, after a cheap meal, maybe a real nice, you know, dirty burger or something like that with fries and a Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> I like to take her, uh, you know, for a drive up the, up the mountain, you know, so we can see the lights, uh, especially when we were living in uh, Oakland. And we just, you know, reminisce and talk about our goals, talk about where we're at, you know, talk about how much we love each other and give each other that time, quality time, because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And, I'll be lying to you if I said that I did this all by myself. There's no way, okay? And my old self will tell you. My 38-year-old uh, self will say, you know what? It's all me. Fuck that. You didn't do shit, right? Yeah. But, you know, bottom line is I can't I – w- I wasn't able to go to a freaking war without her, right, without the support of her. I wasn't able to work the nights of East Oakland when if I didn't have her support. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even be able to do this workout stuff if she wasn't here helping, supporting me, okay? So we all have people – that help us and we need to be aware of that you know we have to you know take the time necessary to appreciate them all right and i know this is a long answer but she deserves it i love my wife so much she has a lot to do with the behind the scenes stuff and the support is tremendous i would not be able to do this without her so thank you for the question oh that's amazing how about your most commonly used emoji my commonly used emoji would be the uh the bicep one because uh, uh, yeah, that one, uh, you know, I for some reason when I see emojis, it tells me that the author who is writing the text or sending it uh, is giving it a little bit more thought. Okay, so it takes a little bit more time, right? Like uh, if somebody picking out the emoji to match your, you know, whatever it is, it shows me that you know they're really thinking about it. But I use it in a sense where when I do that, you know, that emoji. Hey, I, I wrote something and put the emoji. I put in extra time for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you a night or a morning person? I am a morning person. I definitely morning person. Uh, I like to get up in the crack of dawn and give myself that, that peace and quiet in the morning where, you know, um, I can meditate and I can read, I can journal and I can plan my day out, you know? And yeah. Get ready to meet the day with my best self. My best self. Whatever adversity is going to come, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to try to bring in my best self. Do we always hit the mark, Kevin? No. We do not always hit the mark, but we try our best and learn Mm -hmm. from it so that the next time we can be even better at it. Yeah. And finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Ooh. My favorite TikTok creator is probably going to be You know what? I haven't even really gave it any thought. Okay. Um, yeah, I. You know, I don't. Hmm. It would probably have to be, uh, you know, Joey Soul. Okay. Joey I have. Swole, I haven't he, seen him. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, look him up, Joey Soul. He's, 
you know, something caught my eye when I was looking at one of his live streams and he's more of a positive person. And, you know, he's been in the game for a long time. He's been through a lot of challenges. But when he talks, you know, he's always trying. He does uh, duets with people that, you know, I don't, you've probably seen him before, but there's these duets of people who are getting mad at the gym, at a commercial gym when people walk across there filming, you know, uh, and they're mm-hmm. getting mad about it. Like, what the hell? And he'll do a duet saying, look, we're all sharing the space, you know, you shouldn't get mad. This is, this is a community, you know, and, you know, there's no point in getting mad, which I agree with because you're, you know, you can't get upset about, you know, somebody walking around. I mean, granted, the other person should kind of know better as well. It's kind of too prong, but, you know, overall, I feel that, you know, hey, you're using up a public space and, uh, you know, you should share it, you know, and not get upset because these things happen. But I like his philosophy of teaching. I like his philosophy of coaching. It's all positive. And you can tell this guy's jacked. He's jacked. I don't know if he's using PEDs or whatever. I don't judge on people like that. But, hey, I'm going to follow the people that are jacked, bro. And if yeah. they're killing it and they're heavyweights out there and smashing it and appears to be happy, what is the antidote? What is the recipe? Show me. Leave yeah. me. You know what I mean? Well, what you just explained there with the positivity in his lives and everything he does, I know a lot of people, including myself, get that same feeling uh, when they watch you on your lives and uh, get to see you speak to people and um, speak about nutrition and everything else that you do. And this has been so much fun. And yes. I hate that it has to end, but, you know, <laughs> I, I promise you, like, I've learned so much and got mentally, like, right now I could literally, like, I feel myself getting back to where oh, I need yes. to be to get back in. Yes. You know? And, and uh, you made that happen. And, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you so much for having us here. You are a true blessing. Remember, you do matter. Okay, Kevin, you have to take the steps yourself and be able to commit with yourself and small steps. You know, nothing's going to be perfect. I'd be, I'd be blowing smoke up your butt if I said, hey, don't worry, just keep going, right? No, yeah. nothing's going to come. Away. No, you know this, you know, mm-hmm. so we go in knowing, expecting it, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to totally mess up, but we learn from it, okay? I have complete faith in you. I know that if I have magic life-changing abilities, so do you. You do too, okay? And you have the capacity. There's not a question about the capacity. Because when we're tired, okay, David Goggins says this, and it's in his book, okay? Uh, he says, when we're at the most depleted portion of our day, usually in the evening, and we say, man, that was a crazy day. I can't believe I don't have any more left. You know how much percentage we have left in terms of capacity? Hmm. 60% left. 60. Wow. You have 60% left of your mental capacity to keep going. Okay. And you're talking about this guy who went to Bud's seal training three times. Yeah. Okay. And so 40% you only te- use when you feel taxed out. So use that knowledge to push yourself. When you're tired, you say, man, I'm tired. I can't go to the gym. You only went 40%, maybe even less. Now dig down deep for the extra 60%. You've got it. Maybe at least 30. Come on, yeah. Kevin. You got this. And I will be here whenever you need me. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great blessed night. Okay, let's continue to uh, put out positive work like you're doing, man. You're, you're such an inspiration too. You inspire me. And my goal, bro, on top of this fitness thing, on top of building 10 you know, successful businesses by the time I'm 50, I want to become a speaker. I'm practicing every day with my language, with my uh, artful skill of displaying sentences together, working on you know, reading, writing, and burning the midnight oil every night so that I can learn bits and pieces to be able to get myself better and in turn help everybody else go too. So, uh, you know, we're always here for you, Kevin, and thank you so much for uh, keeping us in mind. 
uh, during your podcast here. I had a lot of fun too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Awesome, man. Thank you, Kevin. You have a good night, man. You're welcome. Talking, with Kevin Hughes. How are you guys feeling after that one? Is your mind feeling a little bit better? Are you feeling a little like, why haven't I gone the distance? I'm sure after listening to that, you uh, have a whole different perspective on the way things are going to go from now on. I know you guys enjoyed this episode. I always enjoy my episodes, but this one in particular just... Uh, it kind of messed with my mind a little bit made me think uh, I should be doing something a little bit more and I hope you guys feel the same he really knows what he's talking about and if you guys really want to learn more go visit him on his Instagram or his YouTube and or his TikTok and uh, learn some more from him but I will be back next week guys with another fabulous guest right here on TikToking so if I don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night Bye-bye now.